Welcome to the Value Script the podcast where we bring value every episode for the everyday person. Today we have once again, and lucky for me, I get to sit next to my lovely wife, Meredith. Thanks, baby. Thank you. It's nice to be with you as well. It's nice to have you. Very well. All right. I'm your host, Lonnie Carmichael. Let's get into it. So I have had, I don't know about you guys. I'm sure everybody's life runs perfectly smooth all the time, right? <laughs> no, course. I had a horrible week this last week. And that was on top of the week before, which I thought was a horrible week before that. But this week was worse. <laughs> and despite efforts to not have bad things happen in life, I think they're going to happen. And it's just part of it. And they're really necessary, these opportunities for growth, as I've been calling them this week. Uh, these opportunities for growth are really just that. And when we hit a stumbling block or something that trips us up or makes us mad or, you know, really comes at us by surprise, like your main manager just quitting. So, sorry if that rubs some salt in the wound, but I'm still salty <laughs> about it. And, um, and a couple other key people um, not necessarily being faithful to the cause is very disheartening. And I, t I take it very personal. I put a lot of effort into developing our teams and the culture of our teams and the cohesiveness of our teams. And to realize that sometimes your employees just don't think like you. They just don't think like owners. They think like employees. And to them, it's not the long-term play. It's, it's what, what's best for me right now. And then they move on. And that breaks your heart sometimes. And at least it breaks mine. I don't know. Maybe I need to not be such a soft employer, but but it ruins my day. And, uh, it just ruined, sounds like you're passionate about it. Ruined a couple of my weeks, actually. Yeah, it was... It's been hard. It's been really hard to deal with. Anyway, so this week while I'm crying myself a river and playing my own fiddle, right? Um, I, I was on Instagram and I saw a reel by Jimmy Rex. So <clears throat> Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram is his handle. Fantastic dude. He's got a great podcast. He's an awesome person. He's amazing in personal development. He's a good example of a human being and he's a realtor. But anyways, um, so there you go, Jimmy. There's your shameless plug from us and uh, he played this reel. My grandma recently turned 100 years old and I wanted to sit down somebody with so much wisdom, so much time under their belt and just ask her what was the one piece of advice that she had for me. You turned 100 today, yeah. it's your 100th birthday weekend. What's your best advice to young people being 100 years old now? Don't try to change what you can't change. Change what you can change and accept what you can't change. Such beautiful wisdom, right? I mean, so often in life, I always say that all pain in life comes from unmet expectations. It's when we hang on to what we want things to be, but we have no power to actually change them. So to be able to truly just accept all that comes into our life, whether it's good or bad, true freedom is accepting everything into our lives and not wishing it was different. I think that's kind of what my grandma was saying. <clears throat> Man. That just hit me so hard. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And at a time when I needed to hear it, you know, don't try to change what you cannot change. It's beautiful. But then she says, change what you can. How beautiful is that? Like, don't sleep on it. Like, if, if, if the world's falling apart around you, do what you can. Mm -hmm. Do everything you can. Throw yourself 100% into what you can control. And then the things you can't control... Don't let it ruin your happiness. Yeah. Don't when let I, it ruin your day. When I think about the times in my life that have been the most trying and devastating and hard, it was things that I couldn't do anything about. And I think that's kind of what makes it so hard is you pour all this mental, emotional energy into something that you really can't change. And that is hard. 
That is so hard. But to to realize, okay, I need to accept this. This is what's happening. What can I do outside of this that's either going to change my perspective or help me get through it? I think you nailed it this morning when you were getting ready and looking so beautiful in the mirror. You said, I want to talk about... Being intentional with the good that we're bringing into our life and with our mental health, with our physical health, but you have to be intentional. I just, I don't know. I've been thinking so much lately about all the negativity that's happening and everybody sees it like it's happening all over the world. I don't know. Just crazy, ridiculous things are are happening and being put into motion and, and I feel like there's an attack on everything good if there's something that's good it's like being pushed under the rug and all these other negative things are being promoted and accepted and pushed and so how do we counteract that and you have to be intentional about it and be mindful of what good habits am i going to bring into my life what positive energy am i going to bring in what faith am i going to have and intentionality and is intentionality a word intentionalism yes it is today <laughs> just made it <laughs> whatever word i'm looking for I'm sure it's a word. <laughs> no but it's important to be intentional about it because all the negative is coming so change what change what you can and the rest i love that also you brought up too in, in that conversation um the how you talk to yourself mm, that is vitally important that's something that i really want to help our kids understand too is is you've got to talk to yourself nice the things that you tell yourself like half the time there's no way we would say that to someone else ever ever but we're really hard on ourselves and and it impacts the way you i don't know just the way you live the way you live and the things the things that you do yeah i think your positive mental image largely is shaped by the thoughts that you have about yourself and or your negative mental the mental image you have of yourself whether it's positive or negative is largely impacted by the thoughts you have like for instance for me um when something's going wrong (laughs) plug plug your kids ears for a second but when something's going wrong what i catch myself saying more than anything is i don't know and it's comma shit but what i'm telling myself every day is i don't know shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> every day and that just realized i had to start catching myself like once that i don't know how i i try to hit the pause button and just pause until i can actually have a positive thought and not complete it because i'm trying to not have that negative phrase go through my head every time something bad happens because you're reinforcing that i don't know how i got here yeah you do you know i don't know how to get out of here yeah you probably do right so focus it, focus know. on what you can do and focus on the good right rather than the problem Focus yeah. on the solution. That's one thing I told. I, I one of the cultures I try to create in our in our offices uh, and with my staff is don't bring me a problem. Bring me a solution to a problem that you've observed, rather than coming to me and saying so and so peed in my coffee this morning. Okay, bring me the solution to that problem. <laughs> you know what what is going to be an outcome that you are confident will help your situation, and then let's talk through that and let's execute something that like that rather than just talking about problems. Mm -hmm. And I think if we do that to ourselves, bring yourselves solutions. Like, you know what your problems are already. And maybe you need to write those problems down so you can tactically address them, but don't focus on the problem list. Focus on what are the solutions that you know you have to those problems. And then go to work. Yeah, because otherwise it's just overwhelming. All you have is that negative energy you can't get out of. Like, you know, I, I could, we could just sit here and focus on 
you know, the loss of one of our key staff members and why did that happen? And, and we do need to understand why that happens so that we can create a culture where they don't want to leave and we can grow a tent big enough where they can live all their dreams underneath that. And that's how you retain employees. But this person had been with us for 10 years and we were, it was, it was phenomenal um, and really grateful for the time that we had to work together and for the culture and the office we created together. Um, just, you know, sometimes, sometimes people need to move on and it's hard. And so what can you do? Focus on, you, you get to choose. You get to choose. Do you focus on the negative, you know, or do you focus on what you can do and how you can make things better and mm-hmm. how you can feel better about things? And I really appreciated that, like, that clip of um, Jimmy Rex talking with his grandma. It reminded me of the time when we were able to talk with my Aunt Twyla, my great-aunt Twyla. She was 94 years old. And I even think if we dig through it, which we'll have to do sometime, um, I have voice memos of that time that mm. we recorded. This is when I was watching that video with him. I thought, man, I wish we would have taken a video, but I believe we have voice. Anyway, one of the things she said that was so powerful, so powerful and impactful to me was she was talking about her life. And this was somebody that had polio when she was six. And back in, goodness, when, was, when would that have been? 1930, I think is when she was six. Um, they didn't have families. They didn't have their own McDonald house. You know, they didn't have families come and stay at the hospital with their kids. They would, their parents would bring your kids to the hospital. They'd leave them there for six months. Well, however long it took them to get over the problem. And then they would have host local host families that would host these kids and do follow-up visits with the doctors and, and the teams. And then once you were healthy enough to go back home and you didn't need any other medical care, then your parents came back down and got you and took you home. Now, she grew up in Taylor, Arizona, and, um, uh, you know, a horse, horse and carriage ride, or, um, you know, if you were lucky enough with that, those days to have a car, it took a long time to travel from Taylor, Arizona to Phoenix. It wasn't like just jump in your car and spend a few hours on the road. And so I can't imagine, as parents, sending your child who has a life-threatening virus, right, to... A hospital and a team of complete strangers for the next six months and who knows what the outcome is going to be right that's crazy right but but that was their life i mean that that was normal for them right to us that seems absolutely nuts and hard to think of but that was their the only thing they could focus on this is the solution this is what we do and they did that and you know she had a, a number of negative things she could have focused on her husband was an alcoholic for years um you know, just her life wasn't necessarily sunshine, lollipops. From, from, childhood from childhood into adulthood, she had trial after trial, like major. Like they came home from school one day and found their wicked stepmother burning all of their mother's possessions. And the only th- possessions, the only they, possessions had they had to remember her by. And, Jesus. And so I asked her a similar question to what Jimmy asked his grandma. I said, I said, Antwila, I said, what is the greatest piece of wisdom, greatest piece of advice that you could give us? Um, you've had, you know, 94 years to live on this planet. You've been able to think about this and have all this wisdom. I was like, what do you want your posterity to know about you? And what, what do you want them to know um, to move forward? And she says, you know, I want them to know that I had a really good life. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I stopped her. I was like, wait a minute. You have not had a good life. You know, you've had all these things happen. She goes, well, you know, I think that's what you need to know. It's how you look at it. Yeah, like, sure. Those things were hard. But we got through it. I was happy. I was grateful. 
I had a wonderful life and I surrounded myself with my family and we loved each other and we dug in and that's what matters. It's how you look at it. It's that you decide to be happy despite all those things. She's like, yeah, those things were hard. You know, she's like, eh, whatever. But, but she was even, even when her stepmother burned all of her mother's belongings, she she was empathetic to her. She was like, you know, it must have been really hard. She didn't know how to be a mother to three brokenhearted little children. And and she didn't know, you know, all of the things that we needed. And it was it was hard for her, I'm sure. I couldn't and, believe that. But I will never forget that moment. How sweet she was and how positive and loving. And just, she lived a beautiful life. And, yeah. and she did because of who she was. Her focus on gratitude mm-hmm. for the life that she did have. Right. Not for not for the wants of the life that she didn't have. Right. You know, That's and I I asked I asked that question to her, right? How how'd you feel about your stepmother? She goes, Well, you know, I think she had a tough run of it. You know, so I think she had it was hard. You know, she had three broken hearted children, just lost their mother, and you know, and like you said, just not a negative bone in her body. That was amazing. No, she was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Just like you know, the most Christ-like person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Wonderful. So that's, you know, probably brings up another important thing to say that I just thought of is spend time with those you love while you have time to spend time with them. Mm-hmm. You know, maximize that time. I had a friend that just lost his mother last year. And he texts me. He used to text me every day. Now he texts me still once a week. Call your mom. I don't care what you're doing right now. Call her. Yeah. Call your mom. Because his next text is because I wish I could call mine and I can't, but you can, and you need to take advantage of that time while you can. And um, that's been very good advice. It's been mm-hmm. very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, we I like you know it's funny we we get so comfortable with life and the people around us, and it's easy to think these th- these times and these relationships and these these opportunities to bond and spend time together are going to be permanent, but they're not. Right? They're not, and. When you lose somebody that you should have been closer to or wish you would have been closer to, or it's like a couple weeks ago, my really good friend lost his mother. And one of my biggest regrets was I never wrote her a letter telling her how much I appreciated how she treated me my whole life. Um, There was a period of time I went and lived with them for a small period of time. My parents were out of town and I think I spent a week with them. But ever since then, I mean, she took perfect care of me. And ever since then, she treated me like a son. And I never wrote her a letter to tell her thank you. And I can't anymore. So take advantage of those opportunities to express gratitude and love when you can as well. Especially when times are tough. Especially when you're down in the dumps. That can really bring light to your day. To focus on on people that have had impact in your life. And how you're grateful for them. And write them a letter. There's something about a written letter. Just different than an email. It's different than a text. Mm -hmm. It's even different than a phone call. It's a permanent epitaph that you can send them of how you really feel about them, and they can always refer to it. I love it. Being in, and I think those good relationships are are truly what give you the foundation to find joy in your life. You know, to to be able to strengthen those relationships and be with the ones that you love and. I don't know. I, I think there has to be a, a shift in in the way that we are intentional in our life in bringing the good because I think things are going to get harder. I just, I don't know. I don't. So what are some tactical ways that we can, you said, focus on keeping positive inflows of information into our minds? 
making sure we have a positive dialogue, right? And grounding ourselves in gratitude. What are, what are some tactical things that we can offer as steps to do that? I, I was thinking as I thought of that question that, you know, my morning routine that I need to institute of, you know, wake up when the alarm goes off, get moving, right? Mm-hmm. Get moving, get your heart rate up, and then come back with, you know, my gratitude journal, my meditation, and my prayers to start my day. I think that's huge. Huge. That was at the, t- when you said that, the number one thing I thought of is gratitude. What am I grateful for today? What am I grateful for that's going to happen today that um, that you can focus on? What's going to be good about today? And what can I make good for someone else? What can I, who am I going to interact with today that that's I really can good. bring light to their life in some way? That's really good. Because that might be, for me, it might be that patient that I'm going to see when I get to the office. Or, you know, it might be, maybe somebody on the way home that I can serve or, mm-hmm. but that's good. Be intentional with your day on how can you improve someone's life? Mm-hmm. We ask our kids that at dinner. We usually go around every day at dinner, every day at dinner. When we have family, we have family dinner quite regularly, but not every day. But for home, it's practically we don't have it every day, but we do it quite regularly. And when we, we do, we go around the table and we ask all our kids. And at first I think they were a little annoyed. And now I kind of think they like it, but um, how their day was, what their favorite part of their day was, and what they did to add value to somebody's life. And it's good because they it does make them think about it. And and I don't know. Because, well, like you're saying, the more regular that we do it, the more they'll be like, no, I was thinking about this at school because I knew you were going to ask me tonight. I didn't right. want to come up short. <laughs> so, I, was just thinking, so, you know. I was just thinking, though, a way that we can improve on that is on the way to school, I need to talk mm. to the kids like, hey, who do you think you need to to help? today is there a friend that you know of that's struggling like what do you think you can do today to help them or a teacher or, i don't know maybe have them think about that at the beginning of their day that's really good you know that would I like that that would be good yeah that's really good we should have our kids do morning reflections as well then mm-hmm. maybe no yeah we sh- we should it's that's really good it's man. good and and our kids are going to need these healthy habits too like man they they're growing up in a tough time I don't know. Exercise, gratitude, eating right. Like, I mean, we know all the things. I I think everybody, I don't know. I think most people know the healthy habits that they need to have. It's just being intentional. And you know, yeah, we did 75 hard and it was amazing. And coming out of 75 hard, we were like, we want to keep all these good habits. We don't want to, you know, lose all the, all the ground that we gained, but we got busy with life and had some heavy things hit us and, and that's okay too. But, but we've realized now it's time to get back to those. That's why, that's why the program has three phases as well. Yeah. You know, it's a six month program and it's a half year program. So in your whole year, it's, it's, you know, you started out in the big block, 75 days and then you give yourself, you don't have to give yourself time. You can't give yourself time, but you just keep going through the phases to make sure you stay tuned up. Mm-hmm. Right, and you start fine tuning your life rather than rather than recapitulate your life back to good every year. Right, we're great and we're at rock bottom. Yeah. We're great. <laughs> Roller coaster in your life. It's like staying here, and then how do we keep climbing? Right? right, and that's that's one of the beauties of that program. But you know, really, it comes down to discipline, daily disciplines, mm-hmm. right, and um, and gratitude. Yeah, daily disciplines and gratitude, mm-hmm. and formulating a routine that you can actually stick to. Yeah. To make sure that you keep your positive, your positive mental health alive. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's like Aunt Twyla, like no matter what you're going through, you can see the good somewhere. It might be really hard to look for it on or to see it on certain days, but you can find it. Mm-hmm. You know, and quite often, I think that the biggest battle with that is between your ears, you know, for keeping sure. a positive self dialogue. Don't tell yourself you look fat. 
Don't tell yourself you're ugly. Don't, don't lie to yourself either. Like if you have opportunities for growth, think of them as opportunities for improvement, mm-hmm. not as a detriment that you're defective because of. Right. right? right. Like, you know. Yeah, there's a difference. Like, could I be sense. in better shape? Yeah. Well, let's get there, bro. <laughs> you know, let's do this. Right. You know, how can I how can I look in the mirror and love myself more when I do it? That should be your checklist. All right. Well, I think we uh, we covered this pretty well. Let us know how we did, guys. I'm not trying to go on too many tangents, so <laughs> we should probably end here. Don't forget to clickety-click, do your part, like, share, and subscribe. We appreciate you tuning in. Your friends will, too. See you next time on The Value Script.